Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, October the 26th. We are back in the studio rocking and rolling for another episode. We are at episode 65. I'm excited to be in here with you today. Thank you so much for all the love, the support. I just feel like it's really important to just start off with that, just let you know that I am so thankful, so grateful for all the support, all the shares, all the comments, everything that you all have done to support the Grief Fully Podcast throughout this season marathon, if you will. I truly appreciate it. Last week was a solo round episode. Go back, check it out. Some Just some tangible support and encouragement to help you navigate loss as well as provide support to those bereaved folks in your life. So definitely go check it out. It's on YouTube. Definitely subscribe. While you're there, leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts. I truly do appreciate that. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Before we get into the episode, I certainly want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They are an online counseling organization that allows you to have a therapy session from the comfort of your home. Text message, video chat, phone calls, whatever your comfort level, they offer that option to you. So I definitely want to encourage you to go check that out. They do not take health care. However, they are affordable, $65 per week on average. And when you use my link, trybetterhelp.com forward slash the grief bully, you will receive 10% off your first month. Again, that's trybetterhelp.com forward slash the grief bully. Definitely go check them out if you're going through a difficult time in your life and you're not sure where to turn. Ultimately, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. Nothing like that. I'm just a person who talks from lived experience, and my goal is to encourage you to bridge that gap to get the help that you need. So definitely don't be ashamed, don't be shy, what have you. Make sure that you make yourself a priority. Listen, text me, text me, shoot me a text. I want to hear from you, 856-341-9950. Shoot me a text and let me know how you're doing, how you're feeling, how you're enjoying the show. I absolutely look forward to chatting with you. Again, hit me up, 856-341-9950. So we're at episode 65, and I really just want to take some time to have a conversation about something that actually dropped in my spirit, if that makes sense. It just I always pray about what I want to talk about going into that week or into that episode. And I just try to be open to the different topics or ideas that come to my mind and I pay close attention to them. I'm having a conversation about things specifically what children deal with when it comes to just trauma and and being removed from certain situations. And there was a sentence about being concerned about what the child could be thinking or feeling that they can't communicate. And it led me from there, which my brain is just wild, I guess. It led me from there to times that I felt similar, but as an adult and when it was dealing with the losses of my loved ones. 
And so what I mean by that to just break it down is this. One area that I don't know how often it's talked about, and I'm not quite sure if I've spoken about it in length on my show or on my social media platforms, but it's something that I do want to talk about. It can be a little uncomfortable. Just want to give you a warning and a heads up about that. So my friend passed away at 25. My grandmother passed away in 2016 and my father passed away in 2019. And I also have another friend that I want to talk about today that I haven't spoken much about and you'll understand why shortly. So when I thought about those losses, I got a, a message that said, a phone call, I'm sorry. Hey, Mo is, was found unresponsive, you know, from there. That's, that was a, the last thing from my friend. Then with my grandmother, I get a call that's saying, it, looks, it doesn't look good, you guys need to get here. And then when I got there, it, it was too late. And with my father, actually, I had just left the hospital and then I, I got a call not too long, not too long after that he had passed away. And so my thought is this. We think and we talk a lot about ourselves in terms of bereavement and processing it as the loss in our life. Like once the loss has happened, now this is what we're going to deal with. But what I was troubled with and what was in my mind to think about and speak about to you today, because I've dealt with this for quite some time, many years, is what was that person, that loved one in my life, thinking about and or feeling as their life was coming to an end? I didn't realize how heavy that would feel once I said that here on the show, because I've talked about this in private, but... My mind is often consumed with that, those last moments. What were they thinking? Were they thinking anything? Were they scared? What would they have communicated if their words were an option? And that's kind of how that conversation bridged from thinking about children and their situations and when they can't communicate because maybe they're not at, at an age where words are an option or they're able to articulate their feelings. And so it brought me to that moment, those exact moments where I'm feeling like, wow, what, what was my friend thinking? If anything, was she trying to cry out for help? What, like, it's, it's just so many things that go into play with that that I haven't really talked about because it can be really emotionally taxing. And it can, I don't want to say drive me crazy, right? Because I think we have to be more conscious and cautious of how we use the word crazy, but can make me feel out of control and defeated because it's, it's one of those things that I will never get the answers to. And I know when we're dealing with grief and loss, we have to accept that sometimes we won't, a lot of times actually, we won't get the answers. It won't be explained to us, but I would be lying if I didn't say that that bugs me out. So with my grandmother, the aspect of that, that was, was alarming was this, she, so we weren't there and then I came to the hospital and we saw my friend and I, who actually is, a, is an RN, saw that she had a bracelet on that said DNR and that means do not resuscitate. So for me, it was, it, once I knew what that was, cause my friend kind of freaked out. He's like, wait, who put that on her? What, you know, and kind of going off. And I'm like, what, what, what does it mean? And he explained it to me and I'm like, wow, like it kind of really hurt. Because I'm thinking like, wow, like, does she want to die? 
is she at a place where, and I, we've had conversations, her and I, about that. And sometimes people, she was 78, are tired and they've, and they've endured what they might deem enough in life. But for me, as a granddaughter, it hurt my heart. And it hurts me now to say this to you that that bugged me out. So even though she made that decision, I'm thinking when her lungs are starting to fail and, and numbers on the machines are going in the wrong direction and everything is happening, when that blue light is going off in the hospital and everyone's rushing to, to the bedside, what was she thinking? Was she scared? Did she feel like she'll really miss us? Like, I mean, these are the things that I just want to be real and raw about that hurt me. And that have me sometimes stuck and, and, and bound, if you will, because even though I'll never be able to get back to that moment and I won't be able to get those answers, it, it burdens me to think about it. Now, with my father, it was slightly different because he was in the hospital and he was still, even though he was intubated at times, he was still verbal to uh, pretty close to, to the end within the last 24 hours for sure. And for me, again, he talked to us. He's saying, you know, does anybody want this? And make sure you help raise your brother, your nephews and make sure this and just telling us all of these things. And, and, it, and as much as I appreciate being able to have those conversations because I'm well aware that a lot of people aren't able to do that, it hurt me to know that this person is having to come to terms with their own mortality and for me when he became nonverbal, and it was just it was just pretty much in like a sedation I wonder what was he thinking I mean you have to get yourself prepared to never see your family in this way again and to just leave us behind and to go on this this way so those are things that definitely keep me stuck I'm not sure if if, if this speaks to anyone out there if you've ever felt like you have so many questions that you won't have answered and that you don't know what to do, how to, how to move through that, how to move past it. And so one area that it led me to that I, I know that people deal with this a lot more is when we talk about the subject of suicide. And one thing I do want to say is that we're becoming more educated in terms of our mental health lingo and language and so what I don't want to say is the person committed suicide because I think we're moving away from that in a sense of when you say someone committed something is more or less saying that they committed a crime and a lot of bereaved folks by suicide feel like that's offensive and that's hurtful and so I want if I can have an opportunity to just advocate on my platform that we want to move from that language and it's better to say more accepting and more fitting, if you will, to say they took their own life or was death by suicide versus saying committed suicide. And some people cringe when they hear that. And I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't really know. I wasn't aware. And so I educated myself on how that can make someone feel. And so what I wanted to talk about with that is this. I have someone in my life and I don't want to say their name just out of respect for their family and me not knowing 100% how they might feel to talk about this in its entirety. But I do want to talk about it because it is a part of my story and a part of an experience that I dealt with. So we talk a lot about losses that we knew were going to happen or that happened. And then right at that time, we got a phone call or someone let us know that 
the person passed away. So one day, a few years back, I was driving and I just felt the need to reach out to one of my friends. He was an older friend. I was in my 30s. Oh, excuse me. I don't think I was in my 30s at the time, 20s. He was in his 40s. We had connected. I actually worked for him and we just built a bond. I became cool with his family. They were just so welcoming and loving, just great people. And I knew the passion that he had for his family and especially for his daughters. He had all daughters and just a love that he had for them. And so we had kept in touch throughout the throughout the years and the times and just updating each other. And then there was a little bit of time where I hadn't spoken to him in a while. At the last time I did speak with him, he was going through some things, etc. So one day I'm driving, I'm like, you know what, I want to give him a call. So I called his cell phone and I didn't get any response. It was it wasn't a, a working number. And so I was like, you know what, let me call the business line because I know that this probably will reach him. So I called a business line and a woman whose voice was not familiar to me answered the phone. And I said, may I speak with my friend's name? And I tried this. I thought the woman's voice might have potentially been his wife. So I suggested, oh, is this her name? And the lady's like, no. And she just paused. And, and it was like a deafening silence. And I'm like, hello? And she says that my friend's name passed away and he and and I I just could I was flabbergasted like I told you I was driving thinking that I'm going to reconnect with a friend to my surprise and dismay he passed away and so now I'm just spiraling I'm bawling crying I'm losing control I'm feeling like whoa, I had to pull over. It was the biggest shock. And I'm not sure if that's ever happened to anyone, but I've, that was the only time that I found out on the back end that someone had passed away and it was, everything was already done, funeral, like everything already happened. And so that was rough for me to process and to sit with and deal with. So I went on this crazy tangent going by their old house, trying to find everything. And eventually I was able to get in contact with his wife and his children. And again, I have no issue with them at all. I mean, listen, it is you're going through the worst time in your life. You're not remembering every single person to reach out to. So I totally let you make that clear. I love them and it's, it's nothing. And thankfully, his wife was able to talk with me and I was able to go over to her house and get more information as to what happened. And so even when I got the information, I still couldn't process And I still, to this day, have a very difficult time connecting the dots to think that this person would lose their life this way. And the way was by suicide. And that has become something for me where I was like, wow, how did we get here? And so what I realized and I learned through some research and education is that the experience the experience is not the same for everybody in terms of grief and loss and how we deal with it and how we mourn, but people bereaved by suicide experience of like some different things. And I, and I just want to kind of run through a few of them, emotional distress, physical health problems and inability to sleep, thoughts of guilt, shame, anger, and blame, difficulty in family relationships, loneliness, and a sense of isolation, fear of social stigma and perceived judgment, a need to make sense of the death, Difficulty talking about their experience. So that's the other thing about it is 
when we talk about loss, that's why I always say loss is not created equally. Although all are important, it's just different layers to it. So when you have something that the world has shamed and has had their opinions negatively on how a person loses their life, and if it's by suicide, that adds a whole nother layer. And I've known people and families to keep that secret and not say it, and not so much because I think that they would be embarrassed, but because they don't know how people are going to perceive it. And then people also say a lot of things that make that situation worse and heighten the guilt. Things like, were there signs? Did you see the signs? What was happening? What was going on? Like all of these things. And, and, and imagine being on the other side of that table if you just lost a family member by suicide and having to try to come up with those answers and internalize your guilt and how you might feel and the and just it just magnifies the loss and so I'm trying to not to ramble but it's just so many different thoughts coming into my mind at once about this but I, I think that the main thing for me is what I brought all of this to say is that I've struggled with not understanding or having questions about what that person was thinking or going through at the time of of their death and with my friend, it was even more complicated because he's someone that I never, never, if I had to bet my life on, would have thought this would be the way that their life would end. I just I just could not and I can't sometimes still fathom that. And so it's, it's something to say that if you do come across a family member, a friend or someone's someone bereaved by suicide, understand that it's a, it's a little different. And be more cautious, I think, and mindful. And it's and it's not even just with suicide, but just homicides and just horrific things. So every death, like when I say let's talk about grief and let's communicate about it, I'm saying that within reason and understanding that there is a boundary, that there's some parts of it that people don't want to talk about for whatever reason, depending on what's going on around the circumstances, it can absolutely change that. So I just wanted to talk about that today with something that was on my mind and, and maybe you're out there and you feel confused and you feel like the fact that you don't have those answers is keeping you stuck. That's the PS to all of this. And so while I'm working through it to move through so that I can have more peace around the circumstances, I want to encourage you to do the same thing, to understand that you're not crazy for feeling like that. You're not by yourself for having all of these questions and concerns and feeling like, what could you have maybe done or what were they thinking or were they afraid? Because this is the thing. When your loved one is alive, you don't want to see them hurt. You don't want to see them hurting. You don't want to see them in these bad situations. And, it, and as an empathetic person or a person that has any feelings or emotions, it's hurtful for you when they're alive to see them in a certain way. So to think about them in their death, to think that something happened to them, that someone hurt them, that they hurt themselves or what have you. It's hard. It's hard to process and deal with. I don't think sometimes that just because it's, it's in death and their life has ended to an extent that our feelings, how we would feel if they were alive, as far as emotions and concerns should have to change. I think we're human and we're going to process and feel no matter what it is in terms of our loved ones and our family and friends when they're going through these transitions of death. And it's, and it's tough to talk about. And so I just wanted to give you the, the power and encourage you that if you can find someone to talk to about it, not to feel shame around anything. If it's been by suicide or to feel like it's such a horrific thing and you have so many questions and, and unanswers, but I don't want it to keep you stuck. 
the big part of the Grief Bully podcast is to talk about the hurt, talk about the pain, talk about the loss. But we cannot do that without talking about the healing and without talking about our goals and where we're trying to go in our bereavement process, in the grief journey. And so it's very important to say that joy and pain can coexist. We can carry them both. And sometimes pain might not be the word in terms of questioning everything, but confusion, disruption, unease, unsettling, anxiety, all of those things fall into the same bucket for me when it comes to pain, when we're talking about grief and loss. So understand that every loss is unique you're unique. And so how you grieve and how you process is absolutely going to be different. Let's continue to have these conversations, open dialogue about our grief and our loss is very, very important to me to do that. And so I thank you for allowing me to share that and invent today, if you will, and to hopefully find some commonality with some folks out there when we, when we get into this journey. So I want to, I want to share a review. I want to share a review because it's important to me. So if you listen to the podcast on Apple, please leave a review hit the stars, five of them will be nice (laughs) and leave your thoughts and your comments because it's very helpful. Like this review right here, shout out to AL Fields. The Grief Bully podcast hosted by Jay Nicole is the community I've been searching for. After losing both my parents in 2019 as a young woman in my 20s with no siblings, I needed a community I could relate to. Jay Nicole is transparent and real, looking to grab the journal next. Thank you. Amazing review. Thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate it. I think our community appreciates it. And this message is like that. If you're scrolling and you're looking at a podcast or you're trying to figure out if you want to listen or not, and you read something like that and you're a bereaved person or me, I would tune in. And I'm not just saying it because it's my show, but this is just to show how important it is that your reviews do matter. So thank you for that, AL Fields. I appreciate it. And like I said, if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please, please, leave a review. I would truly appreciate that. I want to bounce into our inspirational boost. It's a part of our show where we give a quote thought provoking for the week. And that is sponsored by Adina J designs. They make, create and inspire us through decorated apparel with signs, custom tumblers, all of that good stuff. Definitely go follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Adina J designs, A D E N A J A Y D E S I G N S. And this for a week, this week is You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Perfect. Perfect for today's episode. We cannot control those losses. We can also not fully control our thoughts and our feelings as we're trying to process them, but we can control how they do or don't reduce us, how they do or don't keep us stuck. How we have the strength to move through it is totally up to us. We have to make a decision and we've got to stick to it. We've got to find the support, the resources, the communities, as Ashley talked about, the therapy that I talked about with BetterHelp and so forth and so on, your spiritual leadership. And we are going to continue to move through this and not be reduced by our losses. So for this week, that is our episode and love and memory segment is going to go out to, as I mentioned When I don't have a guest on the show for this month, it's going to be all of the families, the bereaved families to infant loss, pregnancy loss, baby loss. It is it is an awareness that needs to be had. And so I just cannot tell you I was spoke recently at at a walk and the amount of hurt mothers and families. I can't I don't even have the energy, the strength, the I just the emotional capacity to explain to you how 
impactful and moving in in a way that I haven't experienced in a very long time that experience was seeing how this experience is to know that not every pregnancy ends in a happy way. And that was very eye-opening and something that I want to continue to use my platform to share awareness on. But this in love and memory goes out to all of those families that have had to lose their child, lose their pregnancies. Just just so much with that, that I definitely want to send my love and my prayers out to each and every one of those families throughout the entire world. It's very important to me. This has been another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast, short form, but I wanted to get in here, vent, explain, and express. And I hope that it helps someone else today. Listen, follow me on social media. Instagram is where I hang out the most. You guys definitely know that. Follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, so next time you already know. Love and light. Peace. Mm-hmm.